this is get fully booked go viral and get rich with your content for those of you with online businesses looking to market and sell better i am your host the content queen Brittany bud let's get into it Welcome to another episode of Get Fully Booked, Go Viral, and Get Rich with Your Content. I'm your host, Brittany Wood. We're talking about the bullshit, the scams, the toxicness, the cult coaching industry, everything that's going on in the streets right now. It's messy. It's messy, friends. Okay. Let me tell you guys a story. Before we start, I want to shout out my client, Anne. She's amazing. We're celebrating $15,000 gross for February. I know it's March. This is recorded in February, though. She's well on her way to her income goal for this year. And, like, go, Anne. Anne was a six-figure earner before she came to me. We're doing some tweaks. We're hosting events. We're, we're getting her audience nice and primed and ready to go. And, like, she's fucking amazing. This is so good. So I just want to, woohoo, go, Anne. Let's talk about the self-serving of the coaching industry, particularly the business coaching. We're talking about, <laughs> oh God, this is going to make me so unpopular, but it has to be done. Okay. I went to Funnel Hacking Live and Russell Brunson, very much like the leader of the cult coaches. He, he teaches it. He loves it. We know that he, he, you know, the funnel hackers, it's all a thing. We're identifying. We get it. But I went to funnel hacking because my cult coach spoke at funnel hacking a few years ago. And so I want a ticket from the amazing Rachel Peterson. I love Rachel Peterson. She's so great. I want a ticket from her. Flew down to Gaylord Opry Hotel. Where the hell was that? Nashville, maybe? Anyway. And saw... saw Saw, you know, saw the event. And whoa, mama, can we talk about the self-serving ego of the business coaching world? I'm going to give a couple of examples here, friends, but like, this was like a big one for me. This was another instance where I was like, this is a cult. Mostly men at this event. Who was there? Matt Maddox was there. Garrett White was there. Dean Graziosi was there. Obviously, Russell was there. There was women there too. Um. But it was very cult-like and it was so bad that I felt unsafe a couple of times because particularly with Garrett White, when he got on stage, he started making everybody bark like dogs. And when you get a bunch of men, like I said, it's mostly men. When you get a bunch of men, I love men, okay? This isn't about men. But you get a bunch of men barking in a room with closed doors. As a woman, I'm five feet tall. I'm like 120 pounds. It is very, like, immediately all the hairs on the back of your neck stand up and you think, I might not make it out of here. And I wasn't the only one that felt that way. I heard other women actually go straight to Russell and be like, what the fuck was that? You're making this very unsafe for the females in this audience. Don't let that happen again. It was so insane. And again, lots of selling from the stage, which is fine. You put on these events to sell. But like at one point, 
and it was Garrett White again. He got in a lot of trouble at that event. He brought a young kid, young, 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 like early 20s, up on stage and immediately was like, are you going to join Russell's inner circle? And this kid was like, I don't have the money for this. Like, I don't know. And like, friends, keep keep this in mind. There are times where we can't afford things and we need to be resourceful, okay? Like, we, I come from stocks. I come from finance. Debt is not a four-letter word in the same way that fucking shit are, okay? Like, debt can be good. And, you know, wealthy people understand that you don't use your own money to invest in shit. You buy money. You borrow money and you pay a little extra to get to get your shit done. Like wealthy people are never using their own money. They're always using credit for things. But that comes with some some disclaimers here. Like you can't be burying yourself. You can't be putting yourself in terrifying positions. You know, if you are comfortable being a little bit stretched and being a little bit under the gun and like you perform and thrive in those situations, amazing. If you are putting yourself in a position where the second you pay, you are in a fight, flight, freeze, or fawn nervous system response, where you're immediately like, oh my God, I got to get a client right now. Where's this client going to come from? Like, <laughs> like, this is not the energy or the physical space you want your body and mind to be in. And so he's got this young kid up on stage and he just starts grinding this kid. Well, you're going to have to figure it out. You got to join. You got to join. If you're going to take your business seriously, you got to join. And that's another thing. That's another thing. If you're going to take your business seriously, you have to do this is usually always a bunch of crap. You know, the cult coach that I worked with that I talked about in the last episode, very much pressuring people to quit their jobs, to take their businesses more seriously. If you were serious, you would quit your job. If you were serious, you would quit your job and just go all in on this thing. And I'm not going to subscribe to that at all. Why wouldn't you let your job bankroll you while you build your business? What a blessing to have income coming in regularly. Every two weeks, you can count on money coming in while you're trying to build your business. There is no shame in that game. So... He's grinding on this kid, forces this kid in front of everybody, which I know, I know you're thinking, well, you can't force someone to do anything, but there are hundreds of people sitting in this room watching this man in a power suit with a fancy microphone around his ear is in your face telling you that if you're going to be successful, you're going to enroll in Russell Brunson's inner circle at whatever cost it costs. You are probably going to break like a twig. And so we watched this boy walk off the stage, go to the back of the room. We're watching. Our heads are turning. We're watching this kid go to the back of the room and fill out an application and then go talk to one of those loan shark broker guys that I was telling you about in the last episode. It was insanity. And a lot of people complained about that too. Like, why didn't you step in? Why did you let that happen? Like, you should not be pulling people out of the audience and then pressuring them, leaning on them with your, I'm going to use the word power, but like that that dominance. 
this kid had like a t-shirt and jeans on versus this guy with a microphone and a power suit. Like it was very intimidating for everyone involved. And again, lots of people complained that never should have happened. Why are we spending all this money to go to events that are full of cult behavior where we're pressuring other people and people are complaining about how uncomfortable they are? That's, I have no idea. But this episode is talking about the self-serving behavior of some of these coaches. And so like the music, the stage, the lights, the the big entrances, the bursting in, having everyone stand up and applaud you is crazy to me. Is it fun? Sure. Let's let like let's not pretend that it's not fun. But you're 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 setting these things up. And I have to laugh at like Marie Forleo and Rachel Rogers. It it's very like reminiscent to me of like when you're like nine and you and your cousins make up a dance and it's like Thanksgiving and you make up this dance in your room and then after dinner you make the whole family sit in the living room and you perform this dance and like no one can leave like you're they have to watch you you put in all this work and they're just like sitting there <laughs> they're watching you they're mildly entertained they're humoring you. I don't know. This I just this is how I feel when I think about Marie Forleo and Rachel Rogers literally putting on full dancing performances for their clients with backup dancers and music and everyone's got their phones out and they're recording and they're laughing and clapping. What does that have to do with a business event? Why are you dancing? I'm like, okay, I'm not shitting on these ladies for dancing. Like, I like dancing. I was in a hip-hop group, an adult women's hip-hop group. I put on a hip-hop performance while I was pregnant at one point. So, like, I, like, I get it. But if, is that the time and the place? Are we going to a mastermind event to learn about our businesses? And it's like, oh, by the way, don't forget, tomorrow night at 6 p.m., on stage, dancing, singing. I just could not imagine bringing my clients to an event and like just serenading them for no reason. Like, is it fun? Yes. Do you want to do your thing? Do your thing. Is it a little bit self-serving for absolutely no reason? Yes. And I feel like this is where the cult energy starts coming from, where why are you putting on this performance? What's going on with your audience? Why are they like obsessed with you in this way? Or are they obsessed with you in this way? Or do you just think they're obsessed with you in this way? I don't understand it. Maybe someone could explain it to me. But I put out onto my social media, hey, I'm going to be talking about cult coaching and scammers and liars and cheats and frauds and all this stuff in coaching and a lot of people came to me and said yep I did b-school and it was a cult and yep I was just at Rachel's in-person event where she did that dancing thing and it felt culty like how do we as coaches like I said in the last episode how do we 
find ourselves in this position, like sometimes it's hard to control the narrative other people have of you in their minds. And if they are putting you up on a pedestal, you know, you, you, how do you stop that from happening? How do you step in and remind them that, hey, I don't belong on a pedestal. We are the same. I'm helping you. We're working together. I don't need to be put on a pedestal. I'm not a famous person. I'm not a like movie star or like. Why are we allowing our audiences to keep elevating us? And when we allow our audiences to keep elevating us, does that not just create a higher place to fall from? I think it does. I'm pretty sure it does. I think we have to be so careful of what we're what we're allowing in these spaces. You know, because we are leaders. We do have followers. There are people that are we're literally influencing them multiple times a day. And some of us, it's tens of thousands of people that we're influencing. And so how do we, and I don't have the answers. I'm just posing this question to you because I want you to ponder. How do we control the narrative? Not that we're trying to make people think a certain way about us, right? You know, you got to show up authentic and not everyone's going to like you. But when it starts getting outside of what you are trying to build, like how do you identify that, that that's happening? I feel like as soon as I host an event and I'm like, I need backup dancers, someone should probably slap me. I definitely don't need backup dancers for any reason. <laughs> but but how do we continue to, to show up with that love and that service for our people? And, you know, the next episode I'm going to talk about investing in these huge programs like Life Coach School, like 200K with Stacey Bayman, other coaches that I've heard about who are really like doing the wrong thing right now. And it sucks. I don't want to talk about this stuff. And you're probably thinking, well, then why the fuck are you? But I am because it needs to be talked about. So the self-serving. I'll tell you another story. It's about Jenna Kutcher. I have a girlfriend who wrote a book. This girlfriend of mine has a humongous following. She's amazing. She's multiple seven-figure earner. Like She's the coolest person I know. She is very down-to-earth. I'll probably have to hit her if she decides that she's going to start dancing on stage. But she got reached out to by Jenna herself and said, let's do a podcast episode together where we're talking about our books. We're hanging out. We're shooting the shit. We're just being girl pals. And we'll both get a copy of it. And we'll both post it as podcasts to our podcasts. And so my friend was like, this sounds great. Amazing. I would love to do that with you, Jenna. And so they talked. And my friend was like, me and Jenna Kutcher are legit real friends right now. And so the episode downloads, 
My friend sends it off to her editor, gets it all locked, loaded, geared up, ready to go. She posts it. She publishes the episode. And a couple of weeks go by. Jenna does not publish her, hers, even though this was the agreement. And it was Jenna's idea. And so my friend reaches out. She's like, Jenna, what happened? I thought we were friends. What happened? When's your episode going live? You're going to share it to her audience. She's going to share it to yours. Like you're going to, you're going to pipe each other up. Like, Hey, did you hear I'm on Jenna's podcast? Hey, Jenna's on my podcast. This is going to be great. So she's thinking, I got to tell my audience to go to your podcast to hear it too. And someone from Jenna's team reaches out. So Jenna has now removed herself from this relationship sent one of her business managers to respond to my friend and said, we don't have time to publish this episode, so it's not going live. So Jenna, super self-serving on Jenna's end, she took advantage of my friend's large audience and had my friend promote her new book for free and then did not deliver on her end of the bargain, which was to promote my friend's book to her audience. Like, what the fuck? Why are we doing shady shit like that? If you knew, like, you would have known as soon as you hung up. I'm sending this podcast episode to my editors, to my team, and someone would have been like, hey, we don't have time for this. We already have the schedule. When do you want to put this in? And instead, she just went radio silent and then had someone else deal with it. What is happening in the world where you're a CEO of a fucking company, okay? You have hundreds of thousands of followers who are looking up to you, and you are acting like a little bitch. I know that sounds so harsh, but legit. Like, you can't walk into a business meeting. Yeah, it's online. Yeah, it's through DMs or emails or whatever. But you can't show up to that meeting and say, listen, I'm really sorry about this. I am not going to be publishing this episode. I'm so sorry. This did not work out the way I thought it was going to. No, you're sending your assistant in to do your dirty work. No, 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 no. What is happening? And like we saw this in the fall of B-School at the beginning of COVID or in the middle, you know, middle of COVID, like lots of people, voices were being squandered, particularly women of color in B-School felt unsafe. And when they vocalized, hey, everything's going crazy in the world right now. We're not sure that this community is the right place for us. You're silencing us. What did they do? They just started deleting a bunch of people. Whole Facebook groups got shut down because admins were silencing women of color. This is going on a whole rabbit rabbit trail, isn't it? We're talking about self-serving behavior, but like here it is. Like if if this, if what other people are doing doesn't serve us, and okay, we can have a whole other conversation about mental health and boundaries and things like that, but that's not this. This is I'm feeling uncomfortable or I don't want to help you or you're here for a purpose and that purpose is to benefit me. And if I'm not being benefited by what's going on, we're not doing it and I'm just going to walk away. And that's horrible. I don't, I can't, I don't get it. I don't get it, friends. 
it's not the vibe that we want for 2023 i don't think it's not the vibe i want for 2023 like we have to take people to the mat we have to hold people accountable and we have to use discernment again with who we're buying from who are we hiring what are the products we're buying what are the promises that we are being promised and what is the driving force behind our decisions because hiring someone at this point because they are flashing big money and like making big promises or have humongous followings that can't be why you buy you want to be buying and people are people are we're noticing this across the board you know like my whole thing is content and marketing and the biggest shift that I'm seeing right now is people are not buying the way they used to buy. And that's a good thing. I hope more of you are using discernment when you're buying. It used to be that you could just kind of go, I made a million dollars in five seconds. And you'll be like, whoa, here's more. Take my money. And that's just not a thing that's happening anymore. Thank goodness. But, oh my goodness, this, the, the self-serving, the, the, the ego inflation, the needless ego inflation that doesn't benefit your people, the people that are looking up to you is appalling in some instances, lots of instances. And I just, I want you guys to be careful out there. I want you to keep your eyes peeled, keep your head on a swivel. And like make good decisions, make good decisions. So the next episode, I'm going to talk about, like I said, I'm going to talk about kind of the, some bait and switching that kind of happens. Some, some looking at your audience, like an ATM that's happening, poor customer service. I got lots of stories. (laughs) I got lots of stories about this, but for now, friends. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. I hope you tune in next week. And if you have a story where you would really like to share, like I said, I'm not naming names uh, of the people that are having these experiences and protecting their privacy, but please feel free to email me. My email's in the show notes. It's Brittany at BrittanyBud.com. Tell your story. I'm happy to share it and, you know, be an outlet for you if you would like. You're definitely not alone. There's hundreds of thousands of these stories. I'm here for you. I'm thinking of you. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. I'll see y'all soon. This episode might be over, but the fun does not have to stop. Come on and hang out with me inside my free Facebook group. Go to the search bar and type in, get fully booked, go viral, get rich with your content, and come and hang out with myself and thousands of other online entrepreneurs just like you who are using their content to market, sell, and just like I said, (laughs) get fully booked to go viral and get rich. And one more thing, friends, do me a huge favor. It's a big ask, but if you love this podcast, you love this episode, subscribe. Give it a rating and review. This is so that we can get this podcast in the ears of more people because more wealth in this world makes the world a better place. I would so appreciate it, friends. Thank you so much for hanging out with me for another episode. And I will see you all next time.